So over the last few years, right, I've been looking at everything and humans have evolved so quick. They've literally become like Bitcoin. It's gone from like 30p right up to eight grand. And technology, we just keep building technology and going into all these avenues. Companies are using technology. We're relying on so many supermarkets and we're just mm. rocketing forward and forgetting what the fuck happens when something goes wrong. What happens when the Wi-Fi and the 3G goes down or supermarkets can't stock up as quickly or the roads suddenly collapse due to the tarmac melting? What the hell do we do when that happens? When we've depended on so many people that way, we're forgetting, like, what happens that way. Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree. And I've always thought that, you know, there's a danger of going into this whole technological era of AI, where suddenly AI is basically controlling everything for us. So we forget how to function because we take technology for granted so much. I mean, you've only got to get in the car and basically your sat-nav's on, it's telling you where to go and where not. I was out for a run the other day. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I went for a run and I uh, had my music on. And the next thing you know, some some piece of AI is telling me to speed up because I'm not burning enough calories, slow down, this, that. And I think people start to rely on technology like that, don't they? Because instead of relying on people, we're becoming reliant on technology. What's happening is that... <clears throat> Even though we are adapting and we are benefiting from these technical stuff that companies make, all we're really doing is making ourselves more retarded and making companies more money. And yeah, it's good for the moment and we can like click our fingers and delivery turns up. But the enjoyment of getting ready to go out to pick up your takeaway from, say, Wagamama's, that excitement is not there anymore. Like, OK, let's get ready, get your shoes on, get your coat. You're in the car, you're in the restaurant, you see the smell, you see the staff. Now it's just like, why the fuck is this guy? He said it's supposed to be a four, four minutes ago. There's no room for that four minutes. Like, he's a human or he might have got lost or he's relying on a stupid app and it's taken him to the wrong address. Everyone's becoming like, again, robotic. And it is sad because like our parent generation or my parent generation they didn't really have any of this stuff. And life seems to be so enjoyable. They're planting their flowers, they're going on walks, they're just doing natural stuff. And now everything is just dependent on like one massive thing. And it's, it's, it's ruining what life is supposed to be about, which is just simply enjoyment. I mean, I, I, do, I, I definitely think that technology's got its place. I mean, obviously, if we're starting to explore the solar system and things like that, and, you know, if you're flying, I mean, you know, you've got, so many safeguards that this technology is putting in place that we're more or less air travel more or less is becoming sort of unfloorable right but but when you base it down we are humans and we've always evolved by doing stuff and we've created the technology so i think we need to have fundamentals in our life like you say with things like deliveroo and pizza express i mean you just pick, you know, you just pick up an app, bang, next thing you know, wind it there, two minutes later, oh, this is cold, da da da. And as soon as something technology goes down or, you know, one of the major networks go down, it's like, that's it. And I, I, I'm really, really conscious that I've become one of those kind of people because if I go out of the house and forget my phone, oh my God, it's like, you know, mental. But when I was a kid growing up, um, if you if you didn't have no money on you, it was reverse charges. You used to use the phone box and reverse the charges. Whereas nowadays, if you forget your phone, and I saw a really in interesting interview with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk said about um, they were talking to him about AI and the integration of AI with humans, and he said, well, what makes you think you're not already integrated? 
And they sort of said, well, we don't quite understand that. He said, take your iPhone. Your iPhone now is an extension of you. That is a piece of technology that you're integrated with. It thinks for you. It, it tells you when you're meant to be somewhere, what music you like. I mean, so realistically, we are already integrated with technology. We're there. Yeah, like... <clears throat> Everything that is created, like, you know, for example, director is based on what's already in the mind and it becomes a reality. And this phone has every one of our notes, all of our music, all of our friends, all of our pictures. It is an extended version of us. It's not like how we see it as it's a robot. But when you understand like AI about virtual reality, what's in your head becoming outwards, it is absolutely a robot. And I think it's not going to be long where contact lenses will be um, like a it'll be like a solar chip. So imagine like a contact lens, but it's your screen of your phone and it streams what's on your phone to the contact lens. So you can look through and you'll see what's on your phone, basically. Well, Google's already developed um, the, uh, the glass, haven't they? And I was looking at some programs and they're saying about the contact lens. So basically, you'll have the contact lens in like you're saying. And then if you're out and about, it will recognize somebody off Facebook, someone you're friends with. and Absolutely. It'll keep integrate and then you can say record you know so when you're out and about it'll be recording upload to facebook whatever experience you've got you will be integrating with technology and i mean when do we then when do we stop becoming humans when do we stop that because if we're integrating with technology surely our race has evolved to a different race we're not the human race anymore well we are but I was looking at, um, you might have heard about, you know, there's been technology found like thousands of years ago, right? That we're like, oh my God, how could you create this? Like Steve Jobs made the iPhone 15 years ago. What is this? If you think about how quickly technology has evolved, pretty much in 20 years, you've gone from nothing to everything. And we're thinking, okay, are we the smartest humans around? Well, if we were, um, then yeah, that's where we are. But if you think, okay, maybe if we weren't the smartest humans, that makes sense because if we've come this far in 20 years, humans have been around for thousands of years. It makes sense how that digital computer thing that was found at the bottom of the ocean or whatever, many, many years ago, could have been possible. Like we can't be the smartest humans right now. Like Stonehenge, um, they use like vibrations of sound to like vibrate the rock. They found the frequency of the rock and they tuned into that frequency and it started to vibrate and it started to move. Like they didn't have tractors back then. So I'm thinking after all of this, how quickly we've evolved. We must have done all this before and we must have wiped ourselves out through, I don't know, flooding, flu or something like that. Because it seems to be the same cycle of aliens. Okay, what well, they're just humans years ago who went to space like us and we're just doing the same thing. Yeah. And then we get wiped out. And like, I just don't think that this could be like the first time we've got to this level of intelligence. No, and I mean, you know, uh, yeah, uh, there's got to be a point where we get to where it's reset time, and it's something where we get to a point and we reset, we become too far advanced for our own selves. And as you say, destroy ourselves. And there's got to be something. I mean, I, I, I like looking into the past and all of the kind of artifacts and all of that kind of stuff that's all around. And, and there's some stuff, there's some crazy stuff that's found. But equally, I do look at it um, from both sides because. Some of the stuff they find, they say, yeah, that's really technology, you know, that's technology, um, this happened, that happened. And, you look and, you, and then when you look at the, the other side where someone says, well, actually, that weren't a rocket ship, that could be someone sitting upside that. And you look and you go, yeah, kind of. But I definitely, I definitely, definitely, 100% think there is much more than we know, much more. Our governments know much more than we know, whether it be aliens from outer space, time travelers whether we've done all this again and they found remains of the human race we were here before, 
and we've wiped ourselves out whether we could have been on mars and then we've escaped mars and come here and now we're doing the same thing and then we're just bouncing from planet to planet i mean that could be quite possible because as humans that's what we do don't we We destroy something and then we move on to the next thing somebody said right if if the government aren't telling us about ailing for example based on how everyone's been reacting to the flu. We can understand why they're not telling us about aliens. Just imagine if we were suddenly found out there's aliens walking the town. We would would, would choose to not go to the pub. We would choose to stay in. Whitney Boris Johnson saying, right, don't go out. We'd be like, fuck, that could be an alien. Like, that's why, for example, they wouldn't tell us because of how we would react. Like, can you just imagine, like, America, like, just... That's the first thing Trump did when he got into power. He was like, is there aliens? He was like, no, Mr. Trump, there's no fucking aliens. No fucking aliens. I mean, the realms of possibilities, um, they say for every, uh, every sort of sun out there, um, there is a grain of sand on Earth. So the chances of there being some sort of intelligent life out there has to be, and if there is intelligent life out there, I've got to ask myself, why the fuck would they want to come down onto this planet and mix with us? We're running around, we're going mental, uh, you know, we destroy each other, we go in and destroy countries. We just cause havoc in general. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about in general, the human race just destroys stuff. So if there was an intelligent race out there that could fly through space at the sound of whatever it might be, light or, and you know, they had all this wonderful technology and then they look down on us, they'd just go, yeah, jog them out. Let's move on to someone else. Why would they suddenly come down here and take this fucking, take us over? If you look at like, you know, as you said, humans just, going into different countries and destroying things. That's no different to lots of nests in trees, right? And blackbirds or magpies going into each nest and, like, taking the chicks and eating them and causing havoc. And, like, it's the same thing, right, but just a different different species. So if we are essentially doing what nature's always done, and you look at, like, wild lions going into other packs and taking, you know, fighting a ship, well, we're just doing what nature is has always done. So really, it's not in our control. What do you reckon about that? <laughs> it's just within us to destroy yeah, well, I think so. And, 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 you know, we are a sentient animal, aren't we? We're intelligent and we're sentient. That's why we rule the earth. Otherwise, if there was another species more intelligent and more sentient than us, then basically they'd be ruling the shots because we have got primal instincts. I mean, you know, you've only got to look at supermarkets when there's any sort of problem and people flock and just grab anything they can and they go back to primal you know, instincts of fighting over a box of cornflakes. Or fight. But at the end of the day, I mean, to me, uh, if, if there was going to be an announcement of, um, you know, we've contacted Alien Life and, you know, we're, we're reaching out and we're trying to sort of build bridges, I think, not to touch on anything that's going on in the world at the moment, but I think a really good social experiment would be to see how the nation or how the whole world um, reacts and... Uh, the UK have just gone mental in going in and just like clearing out supermarkets and stuff. So I, I kind of guess we just revert back to primitive instincts. So if they said, oh, look, you know, we've just met a race, they're coming down and uh, yeah, cool. They're, they're as good as gold. I think everybody, it would just cause pandemonium. People would panic. They wouldn't know what to do. They'd be, they'd be giving up jobs. They'd be trying to clear out supermarkets. They'd be trying to get planes to other countries thinking they can get away from them. All sorts would go on. So you kind of, I understand that, you know, if there is, I don't think they're ever going to tell us, not yet. 
Yeah, that's it. The government is to serve and protect us. Uh, the protect is the crucial part. By not telling you something, they are doing you justice because of how people would react. But I was looking at this stuff on YouTube. They found like skulls, skulls that are really long, like really long skulls. Now, they could be, for example, the skulls of an orangutan because they have bigger heads. Or yeah. they could be tribes people, like in the jungle, they stretch the skulls of people. So from birth, where the skull is still quite malleable, they like tighten it with like whatever, and it expands. Or that could be ancient, they could be alien skulls, for example, or just other types of human beings or other living things that we don't know exist. Um, have you seen those videos online where they find like these skulls, like really long skulls on the ground? Yeah, I have, yeah. And I, I've watched a lot of that stuff and, and a lot of the bits and pieces that say, about, you know, um, ancient aliens in, in elongated heads and things like that. And, you know, I think in every sort of uh, country, there is stories of the gods coming down from the stars, you know, the Anunnaki, which they call them, and other bits and pieces, and, that you know, flying, flying discs in the sky, flying wheels. There must be something. There must be something around. I'll tell you what, I, 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 um, I read... Uh, a book of a guy called, I think his name's Van Draken, if I'm pronouncing it correct. And uh, it was called Chariots of the Gods. And he, he kind of explained something. And he said, look, imagine our, our astronauts go to, we get to a, a planet. And we go in, the astronauts land, and they land on the highest point for safety. Because then, obviously, having a look around, it's the safest point you see for miles. And there's a primitive race knocking around. They're not great. They're just mooching about. No one's got any ideas or clues or anything. He didn't put it like this, by the way. This is me, fan. <laughs> and um, then they set up their small choppers and they circle the planet in the choppers, having a look around, seeing what dangers around. There's no way back for them, right? And they're stuck. So then they come down and they start integrating with these people and teaching them ba very basic, you know, life skills. And, you know, everything takes place. They start mixing with them. They start taking some of the females or the males as, um, you know, as partners. And suddenly they start integrating with that race. And then that race evolves. And within God knows how many years, we're, we're, we're suddenly we're a completely different race who are thinking different, moving different, and basic life skills. So I think there is something. I mean, you've got them think everyone gets into religion and says, what about Jesus? And don't you believe in God? I, look, if there is a God, I don't think that he's many, uh, I don't think there's 10 or 15 gods and they're all different colours. I think there's one force that governs us. If there is something out there, that's what I believe. I don't think it's these creed, colour, religion, anything. It's just one force. I think we as humans interpretate things like that. We interpretate, you know, the English will interpret something different than the Americans, different than the, you know, the Iranian people, all different. That's, that's my kind of view. Do you know what I mean? That's what I that's, think. So. And that's the thing, right? We have all come from a singular cell bacteria, right? Let's say we've all evolved from a, a mosquito to a fly to a little bird to a fucking chimp to a bear to a... And we've all evolved, right? Why does mm. the God have to be a human? There's thousands of species out on this planet and we've all come from like a little tiny mosquito. Why does it have to be a human? Again, it's man thinking that we're the best at everything and it has to be a human. But, I mean, how do we know birds haven't got their own religion? Or, like, crocodiles. They might be worshipping a crocodile in the sky. Like, why does it have to be a human? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's mad. One of the best interpretations of uh, um, the sort of God syndrome was a film I saw, and it was called Solaris with George Clooney. 
and it's just basically about this massive energy it looks like a massive sun and it's this energy and that is the life force of the universe uh, it's, it's really good the way they've done it it's really informative it, they don't touch on god they don't touch on anything they just touch on this life force that's out there that you're drawn to and i think you know i think in all in all areas there's always you know there's always people who say no you know this that this. you're never going to try never going to change everyone's opinion and, and why would you want to because different opinions different ideas if we didn't have things like that me and you wouldn't be talking on a podcast because everybody would think the same have you seen those jetpacks? There was a guy who had a jetpack and it wasn't like one of those water ones where it sucks the water and pushes you up. It was an actual jetpack with like fuel and he was flying across it, the ocean or something. Have you seen that on YouTube? Yeah, I've seen them, man. I, that's fucking Tony Stark shit. I'd love to have one of them, man. You know what I mean? Uh, what, at what point are we going to start to be flying our own jetpacks in the sky? So rather than traffic jams, tubing, you've just got a man with his jetpack. He goes up and just starts flying. Is that like, is that actually going to happen, do you reckon? Absolutely. I'd like to think so, because I probably want one of those jetpacks, and I'd love to just walk out a blast off. You know what I mean? um, but, <laughs> but again, will it? Will it? There's a whole, you know, there's a whole realm of complications with that, isn't there? Because we've got roads, and they govern roads for a reason, and there's certain, you know, term right. Well, suddenly you've got everyone flying about. I mean, where does it govern? Like, where, where does that go to? How do you govern that? How do you govern people? drunk or stoned out they're already in, in charge of a jetpack <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's like you've got these films where like homeland where um the birds have it no um not homeland uh there's an ex-survival where the birds have all the flu they're falling out the sky you'll just have humans falling out the sky oh there goes another one lands on a car <laughs> i mean i definitely think we'll have flying cars that will that, that I, I think we will have flying cars yeah I, I think so and again people say i can't see it can't imagine it well if you go back none of us could have sat down and imagined the internet before and what what it brings before it was there and then we went well now we can't get by about the internet and um, a flying but, yeah a flying car is no different to a, a plane apart from it has this a way to go quick enough where it can build up speed so you look at like ferraris and lamborghinis how quick they go well if they had wings well, obviously that could start to fly. If a plane has to go, say, 500 miles an hour to lift up, Ferrari goes 250, just put a bit, few wings on it. That will go. But rather than planes, uh, rather than cars being how we think planes are in terms of forward and up, it will have some kind of hover thing, like the jetpack yeah. thing, or maybe wind or something. But of course, that will happen. But whether it ends up being on roads or just places with fields and desert and land, it's more likely to be there. Because how the fuck do you govern people flying? It's like... All the rules and regulations for a road. Where do you start with like flying people? Well, they've, got, like... so many, they've got so many different things now, haven't they? And I think lots of technology won't be released because obviously technology advanced so fast that humans haven't. We haven't. I mean, you know, we are, you know, intelligent races now. We have come on, but you know, there's still that mentality, I mean, of people just going, yeah, well, I'll do what I want. I don't really give a shit what, what anybody tells me to do. I'll just do what I want. And that would be the same as if you had flying cars or, I mean, I was looking into something the other day and they, they're, um, there is uh, something out there talking about teleportation, right? So they've actually been able to teleport an object, but they can't, um, they can't, I'm trying to think of the word now, they can't materialize it back into that same object so they can get it to disappear 
But when it comes back, it's just not there. So that's only a matter of time before things like that start happening, teleportation. I mean, can you imagine that? There won't be an airport anymore. That'll be looked as primitive travel. You just walk in, press the button, bang, where you go, you're off. And then you're just there instantaneously. I mean, so telepo- was- teleportation moving a physical thing. Yeah, you need something man-made, like a plane, a car, whatever. And the quicker that object goes, the quicker you can teleport. But teleport in terms of spirit, psyche, right? Psychics, quantum physics, I don't know how much you know about that, where you can mm-hmm. transfer people's thoughts. You can see what someone's looking at in New York or the desert, right? Well, yeah. ancient gods, they've always had that ability, tuning into your third eye. And because of bullshit and clutter and technology, it's fucking up our vibration. So we're unable to tune into that stuff. But that has always been around. That's what psychics do. So in terms of like that, you could sort of lay back in your room right now, go into a meditative state, be in that boardroom where the directors are having a board meeting and you can pick up their information. Just like years ago, you'd know to go to this part of the beach because everyone's migrating there for a hunting gathering session of fish, right? So yeah, that could absolutely be possible. But teleporting, I suppose they're the only options, physical or spiritual. So teleporting does exist, and but not I, in the way we think it does. I guess, and, and I mean, there's lots of people in there, remote viewers, people who can put themselves into a trance and go. And it's been proven that people can do it. I mean, they're, they're getting into places and looking at things and telling people what are there without actually being there. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's definitely a lot. It, it's, a, it's a weird, wonderful universe that we live in. And I think all of the answers we will never have. Do you know what I mean? Well, who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe we will. Maybe we've already got them, but we're not, fine. We're not tapping into them. Who knows, man? You know what I mean? Who knows? It's that one. We already have these powers that technology is doing because it's come from our consciousness anyway. We just don't realize it's like creating medicine for a problem which um, nature can already heal itself. We don't understand or people who profit don't want to believe that they that we already have our our own ability to heal because otherwise there'll be no money and then society wouldn't be as it is. But Darren Brown is a fine example of this ability to see stuff that isn't there. So I went and saw Darren Brown. Um, an actual show and he he has to write as a director write how his whole um or how his whole thing is going to play out but mm. how he plays out he doesn't know what's going to come up he just knows the system of someone's going to say this someone's going to have that their number's going to be this and it's going to be that just like how all these like uh, magicians like david blaine and dynamo so you can write out as a director what's going to happen at each scene and trust the universe is going to make that happen at each point. And he puts things into your head. He tunes into things. He's even done remote removing, remote viewing back in the day. He got this person to draw a painting. And he with all the people there and he was tuning in or got someone to tune in to that picture. And they both drew the same picture. So Darren Brown says he's not a psychic because he understands that it's, far more complex than that but he's been doing this type of shit for ages and so yeah, yeah it's absolutely possible oh i definitely yeah i definitely think so i mean I, i'm fascinated by all technologies and things like that I, I love technology but i definitely think that um only when there's you know only when something comes up do we realize that how much we rely on it and how much we should have a have a control over our own sort of destiny without a bit of ai or a bit of technology um, doing stuff. I mean, I've purposely um, took Facebook off of my phone. I only ever use Facebook for work anyway, but I've purposely taken Facebook off my phone. Now, because I've taken Facebook off my phone, I only pick my phone up when I'm sending a text or making a call. Other than that, I don't go on it. 
really. And other than that, people's hands are stuck, their phones stuck to their hands because they're constantly on Facebook. And Facebook is a false crutch, isn't it? Because people, you know, you can use it as a, a social media tool to get in touch with people, but people put sometimes put their whole life story on there. They say, oh, you know, I've broken up with so-and-so and they've done this. And then all of these comments and people actually think that people out there care. I don't think they do. I don't think people give a shit because if someone gave a shit, they wouldn't be on Facebook. They'd be ringing you and asking if you're okay or coming round to see if you're okay. Not putting a comment on Facebook. Oh, darling, I hope you're okay. If you need anything, ring me. Well, <laughs> what the fuck ain't you ringing? <laughs> you know? So in other words, yeah, yeah, good job on. We, we, we've had enough of that shit, but if you need anything, give us a shout. Well, why put it on Facebook? Why not? If you see someone's distressed, ring them. Ring them and say, look, man, are you all right? Or text them and say, are you okay? Do you need it? You know, do you need to chat or anything? And, and that's the thing, isn't it? That is the thing. That's the thing with Facebook and all these social media um, content. You know, and it's a big scaremongering because social media, I said this, I was, I was going to, um, I've got an idea with a producer that I work with and we're going to do something called the social media experiment. And I explained the concept to him and he said, yeah, I really like the concept, but will people buy into it? And I said, people will buy into it because if today I took a picture of a lottery ticket and blacked out the numbers, and I put a picture up, and I said, you're never going to guess what's happened to me. I have won half a million quid. Lots of comments to go, yeah, right, jog on, blah, blah, blah. They'd all have a laugh. But then the next day, if I said, oh, I'm being serious, and I took a picture of myself going into Bentley, took a picture of myself eating in a nice restaurant, took pictures of myself in lovely shops, after a certain amount of time, lots of those people would start buying into that, and they would start to believe that I had won some money. And there would be comments going, yeah, well done, mate, really pleased for you. Even if behind the scenes they were going, that bastard, you know what I mean? Why did he win and not me? So there's the power of social media. There's the power of the television that we, work, that we see. Because on the television, when you watch TV, if you get a paper guide, it says your programming guide. Now, programming, yeah, I understand you program a computer, you program all of the information into the TV, but we're also being programmed. We're also, you know, I, I can't really slate it too much because there, there's a, a show on BBC One that's quite there. I don't know if we can mention the name of it, but, you know. Do you want? <laughs> I say whatever you want. It's just so, it's EastEnders. And, you know, I've, I've done a couple of episodes of it and it was great, but there's never, ever, a nice fucking story in it. There's never a happy ending. It's always doom and gloom. Same as Coronation Street. I don't watch the soaps. I've got no interest in them. I don't really watch TV. I watch the news or I watch films because films are, you know, a little, a little bit more informative. And I, I could, being a filmmaker, I really like to see other people the way the camera angles and things like that. But again, you know, programming. People sit indoors uh, on the sofa that goes from fucking Emmerdale to Coronation Street to EastEnders. I don't know if that's the right fucking way it's going on the TV because I don't watch the shit. But nothing is happy. Where have all the happy dramas gone? Or where have all the informative dramas gone? Where's stuff that actually I've written so much stuff? And where is all of the stuff that you used to sit down and watch a really good, strong drama? There are some out there. But now it's just replaced with shit, you know, crap, Love Island. Who wants to watch somebody on fucking Love Island 
talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, oh, piss off. And, and these people become so-called celebrities. Celebrities. I mean, for fuck's sake, that's not a celebrity. That is not a celebrity, man. You know what I mean? Wouldn't even, they wouldn't even know the meaning of the word. You know, the only way is Chelsea. And, you know, the only way is Chelsea. People tap into it. But, you know, all they're doing on TV is flaunting how much fucking money they've got. And if it's not, then we go to the other extreme of people on benefits. And they're showing the extremality of people on benefits. And, you know, okay, yeah, everyone can sit down and laugh when you get that bloke who's on benefits and, you know, he's doing this or that. And, and it becomes a bit funny. But that is actually somebody's fucking life. So the t- television, you know, whole programming guy, I think needs to fucking change as well, man. Let's put some real stuff on, man. Let's see some real celebrities. That's the thing, right? It becomes dangerous when you start just putting your thoughts out there and doing it to get a reaction, get an attention, see who gives a shit about you, rather than actually dealing with your problem. So if you're moaning about how the husband is always leaving the toilet seat up, well, that clearly is an issue for you. You need to sit down and have a conversation with him, otherwise it's going to end a divorce and your kids aren't going to have a father figure in the house. So stop telling all your fucking idiot friends on Facebook, also retarded, and getting a reaction. As you said, it becomes about, like... It becomes that reaction of who gives a shit. And I've actually studied this. I've seen people put their bollocks on social media. They get loads of likes. And because they get likes, they do it again about someone else. And I've literally watched the likes and the comments go down. And then they stop completely. And this is the thing. I tell my parent, my mum, she, she's been watching the same three fucking episodes. You've got EastEnders at 7, Coronation Street at 7.30 in Emmerdale. She's on fucking catch-up all the time because there's so many bloody episodes to get for. You miss one that week because you've gone to the gym or whatever. you now got to watch. You're on backlogs. So and I were watching real TV in real time. She's like, can you pause that? Can we watch something else? I've not caught up yesterday. So I can't even be in real time right now. My whole life's on a backlog. So you've got to put yeah. on one show just because EastEnders isn't, she's not watching EastEnders. And all these soaps, yeah, like anything, you serve your people. There's a supply, there's a demand, right? If you have all these shitty storylines about sadly like cancer and all this other stuff, then people are going to see all this stuff about cancer and disease like it becomes a real thing. Now, I don't know how much you know about mindfulness and preventing cures in terms of positive mindset and attitude but if everyone is following all these storylines about disease and stuff what happens is they start getting to that state of mind that negative state oh i've got a lump oh this has happened oh i've got a mole here oh i've got a cough and they start exaggerating their own symptoms and they, they and then you create those symptoms they become a real thing and then the nhs gets bombarded with all these people checking up and stuff but it's a proven fact that what you focus on you become more on and just like media for example that's why it's so powerful you serve the people if they want to see certain things you serve but then the more they watch the more they want to be told about it and then the government and the media they churn out that cycle again and it's like okay no one's created this there's no media conspiracy trying to control everyone they're just serving the people and it just so happens that when you say look i've got this um crispy sausage roll oh i like that oh how many more have you got i've got five. Oh, give one to my mate now those five people also want a sausage roll and i tell my parents mum especially netflix have so many series on netflix you will be laughing you'll be enjoying yourself all this fucking bullshit storyline about fucking phillips died cancer story diabetes yes these are real issues for real people but if you keep watching all this stuff you're going to have diabetes you're going to have cancer you're going to have fucking dementia because that's all you're focusing on you'll be looking at every fucking crook nanny of every squeak in your joint oh need to take some more vitamins and you will become that lifestyle what happens is the programs they put out what people want to hear so the more people with illnesses and disease and problems they fit they fund out there and it's like yeah we saved 
I went to the checkup and I got diagnosed with cancer, but I got it quickly thanks to EastEnders. And so they put more episodes out there and you're just funneling the same the same stuff you don't want to exist if you stop watching these programs go for walks go for holidays speak to people go in nature walk meditate paint draw you know walk the dog go give your neighbor some jam that is what's amazing stuff it's going to make you feel good you're watching this bollocks on tv and you won't have time to go to the doctor to check your bollocks because it just won't exist because you'll be enjoying your life and everyone's sitting watching all these bollocks on TV, like on Facebook, preaching about, oh, bloody, my neighbours are too noisy. Going around the house and tell them to shut the fuck up. Stop moaning about it. You know, it. people just speak and they don't take action, just like with business. So many people are all talk. They just, they're all talk. They want to hear the response of, if I had this idea, um, they want to see the reaction. Don't talk about the idea. Go and do it. Make the idea and let other people talk about it. That's the thing. Do the idea, make it a success, and let other people turn talk your cam- about- turn your camera around because um turn your camera around because um it's uh yeah the yeah. light was fucking up yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what people that's what people need to do is you know make something happen and then let other people talk about it instead of going through the same old shit it's, and people just talk crap you know oh, I'm gonna do this gonna do that gonna do this and it's a fucking cycle because all they do they go round and round and round Monday to Friday then Friday comes out on the piss, and I'm not saying people can't go out and drink or do whatever they're going to do, um, get fucking boozed up, talk a whole load of fucking shit, Saturday they do the same, Sunday the same, Monday depressed as fuck because they've got to go back to work, and round and round and round they go, all the time, round and round, round and round, round and round, I ain't got time for that shit, man, do you know what I mean, I ain't got time for that shit. <clears throat> I find that it's it's you can't change it for example if we were to be like okay all you people watching these soaps you're looking at all this stuff it's making you depressed these problems are occurring because you're literally creating them by what you focus on if you took all these soaps away and we're like okay you need to start doing this going on walks living your life then society will collapse because society the you know the profits and the corporations need these people who follow they need them to to, to keep the corporations up which means there'll be like no businesses there'll be no shops there'll be no jobs and then these people are expected to like work for themselves to make money but they haven't got the brain the business brain the entrepreneurial brain to to do stuff to work for themselves so it's like society has been created like this and it just so happens that when the brain is dependent it can't be independent it's like you either follow or you lead you either work shit out yourself or you don't and it's just it's not like okay we benefit for people working for us who follow because if we would try to lead somebody on film who's kept leading himself it would be a fucking nightmare i told you to do that and he does something else and then when you like look at all the other stuff like stress on the nhs and all the other problems with followers and they got tell them what to do that causes a lot of shit and aggro but then it's like okay well if we made everyone like that if you gave taught everyone in schools and kids how to set up a business and be entrepreneurs you don't need stupid university you can learn all your shit online well there'll be nobody working for anyone so society wouldn't be as it is so it's like you have to accept that this is the way it is you can't moan about it because we need these people to work for us it's like saying the europeans they're all coming over they're doing all the jobs that we don't want to do so that's a good thing but then how people moan about it. it's like you can't pick and choose if they're working for you then they're making you loads of money but then you moan about how they're whatever the fuck you know taking over the place it's, it's, there's no middle ground it's just you have to keep adapting like the technology thing we've gone so far that you can't go back and it's like you just have to keep going um you keep moving forward yeah oh yeah definitely i mean that's that's a that, that is a definite i mean i was watching that and they said that um you elon musk is gonna sort of start offering um 
trips out to the moon. So basically, you can jump on one of his starships, go out to the moon, come back again. And everyone's like, fuck, you know, man, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'd definitely do that, man. Absolutely. If I had the money, I'd definitely be on that. What? Just to go out and see what's out there. Whether they get to that point or not, I don't know. Because then you go into the whole conspiracy theory again of there's, you know, UFOs visiting us in and out, going around. And, you know, if, if that was the case, you might sort of like see something on your way out. But um, I would definitely, man, I would definitely have a go at that. Of course. I mean, fucking hell. I mean, it, technology. This is what I kind of understand as well about NASA. NASA's meant to be one of the lead, well, they're li- the leading space organization, or they were. And now Elon Musk has set up SpaceX. He's almost overtaken them. They're actually having to uh, give him contracts to do shit that they can't do. And I'm like, hang on, this is the fucking, you know, this is NASA we're talking about. The people who put people on the moon, or, you know, that, again, that's a debate. People go, didn't go to the moon. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into who went to the fucking moon who don't, man. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it surprises me about that as well. I mean, Elon Musk seems to be, he just seems to be out there. He just seems to be one of the forefront. I watch a lot of his stuff. He's a very informative bloke. His mind is, I think, working at a fucking quantum mindset. I think that he's got, he's so intelligent. I saw him on, um, on a Joe Rogan experience and he was smoking spliff. And they were like, and he, he said, I've got to smoke spliff so that my brain slows down to a normal function. So he smokes marijuana to get out of his head, to focus, to, to bring himself down to the level of, uh, the level where he can chat, that we would chat at. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, imagine having that sort of a brain. I mean, fuck. Oh. That's the thing, right? You see, like, the Kobe Bryant thing where the helicopter just crashed. And then you see, like, how flu can literally kill us off in a second. You look at flooding in a house and stuff like that. If all these other things on this Earth could easily wipe us out at any point, then going on a flight to space, it's the same risk. It's just, like, 50-50. You might make it, you might not. So it's like, if I'd rather die having gotten to space, for example, and then getting the flu, than not going to space in case the plane crashes. And I fucking die the flu anyway. It's like, we've evolved this far. We might as well enjoy everything we have with limits. Like sitting on Facebook is all day. It's obviously not good for the soul, but using it to promote a business or whatever. Fantastic. When I go out on walks, I purposely don't bring my phone. And I find that if you have your phone on you, because you've got your phone, your brain will be thinking about stuff that you can access through the phone. So you might not actually get your phone out to search it, but the fact your phone's there, you're thinking about an idea or thought, or who is that person called? Your brain's not shut down. Whereas if your brain's at home, sorry, if your phone's at home, you're on a walk. You, you have no choice but to be present. I'm looking at squirrels. I'm seeing frogs on the floor. But I come out the stream, I'm picking them up. I'm stroking its back. I'm putting it down. I'm seeing the foxes. I'm seeing the deers. I'm seeing it's a fucking amazing experience that if you had your phone on you, you wouldn't be thinking about because your brain is naturally thinking about I need to get back to that bloody phone. And yeah, I used to be addicted and I came off all social media many, many years ago and I only came back on it because of, you know, it's what I need to do. I need it to get out there. If I'm trying to access people, where are they? They're on the fucking phone. So how do I get those people? I need it, but I limit myself. So I do my podcast, I upload it. The phone goes back upstairs and then I do my podcast on Thursday because I don't want to be continuously responding on this bloody phone because you've got to be always on the phone, especially when everything's on the phone. So Yeah, it's crazy. And I find that when you don't actually have your phone, you have this time to think about stuff you wouldn't be thinking about. And you do go into a meditative mindset where 
you tune into stuff and get creative ideas. Like when they say you're in the shower, that's when the best ideas come to you. Look, not to get into current situations that are happening at the moment in the world, but isn't it strange how everyone's on their phone? Everyone is going mental about being on Facebook, being on their phones, being on social media. And quite soon, that's all the fucking shit. Everyone's going to be living that reality that they will be on their phones and on social media constantly. That's all they're going to be doing. And, you know, um, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it's fucking mental. I took Facebook off my phone purposely because that's all I was doing. Every five minutes, I would pick my phone up, see what's going on. And it's, di- it's different because I've got many different, I've got many different friends on, um, I've got many different friends on, on Facebook and many different people who do, who do stuff. But to be in a situation where, um, Sorry, mate. Thanks. It's gone on with my computer here. I don't know what's going on. Can, can you move slightly away from the sun? Because the sun's reflecting off the screen and I can't, I can't, I can't really see whether you're black, white, Indian, Chinese. You're just like, like a ghost. Can you see me now? Um, go somewhere where there's no light behind because, yeah, if it's possible. Yeah, oh, wow. much better. Speaking to Michael Jackson for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Um, that is a hundred percent, billion percent better. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. There we go. I've got you now. Um, yeah. I, again, you know, it, it's it, you know, and every time I go on my phone, obviously I'm looking for an update of to see if someone's responded to a post I've put up with regard to work or something like that. And all I'll be doing is getting some crap about just got up did this, did that, you know, there's no milk in the fridge today, so I'm going to go down the shops and, look, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that crap. If you are in severe need of someone to talk to, as I've always put on my wall, send me an inbox with your number, and I will give you a call and say, are you okay? But to tell me that you have just had a row with someone over this shit and that shit, I ain't fucking interested, man. And I think it's, it's important as a, a race, a world of people, we start to realize that technology really is a tool for us to use when we want to use it. It's not something that should govern us. It's a tool, just like a car. You don't go and sleep in your car and be with your car every five minutes. Your car gets you from one place to another quicker. And that's, and that's exactly what phones and technology should be. There, I think there should be a point where humanity turn around and say, right, you will only use technology between these times. I mean, I know, yeah, all right, we watch TV, that technology, or you watch a film, that technology. I'm talking about people being stuck to Facebook like there's no tomorrow. You know, Insta is another one. You know, every fucking minute someone's taking a picture of some shit that I just don't want to fucking hear about and putting it up there. I do think it's, 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 it's becoming very soon, very, very soon. There will be an... Uh an awakening between people because it, like you're going, people are going to get so angry when things don't work on their phone or the Wi-Fi is not loading or if something's gone wrong or they saved something, but it didn't save that they're going to get so angry and so frustrated, like boiling up like an earthquake, that it's just going to rumble. And then for about five minutes, people are going to suddenly be so angry. They'll just fucking throw their phone on the wall and it will either break so they can't use it or they have five minutes away 
where they have themselves to recharge and they realize how fucking good it feels or they just go on a walk they walk out the door they'll be so pissed off at their phone they walk out the door and for half an hour they will feel so good without having their phone on them that they'll want to do it again and like any addiction it's in the brain it's fun it's um given that same feeling that it got last time. So you put an Instagram pickup, you naturally want to see who's seen it. And if say five saw it yesterday and only four saw it today, you're like, what the fuck happened? Like she only saw four of my stories and I put five up. Like what was wrong with it? And you start going in your head like, well, what was wrong? Like, did I do something wrong? And then you always have to have that need. Like when I walk past the crisp drawer, I had to get a bag of crisps. I'm like, mom, just don't buy the crisps because if I can't think about it, I won't apply action to it. What you think you become, so you think about it, you will do it. Cigarettes, for example. People think about a cigarette and they do it. But if they were skydiving, bungee jumping, snook, scuba diving on a jet ski, they wouldn't be like going up and down the bumps and be like, hold on a sec, can we park up? I need a fag. They would be thinking about the fag, which shows that the addiction is not the fag, it's the brain getting that feeling that it's used to feeling. And that's same with social media, cigarettes, Chinese takeaway, sex, porn. If you think about it, you have to do it. But if you find a way to occupy your brain, you won't be thinking about that stuff. And we're what? just funneling our thoughts over and over again. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? People do, don't they? They're the addictions, and it becomes a pattern, uh, a form of just a pattern. They, they keep doing it, keep doing it, going over, going over, pattern, pattern, pattern. And eventually, you just get to the point where you just think, man, you know? I mean, I went for a run, and... Um, you know, as I say, I add music on and stuff, which is cool, but sometimes it is good just to run, man, and, and see no, and hear no music and just run, just because we're so full up with technology that if we're not doing something constantly, people go, I'm bored, I'm bored. If you're not watching something, if you're not listening, if you're not on something, if you're not doing anything, if you're just going for a stroll, people go, I'm bored. You know, it's boring, boring, boring. Well, what, you know, that's it, and it? it's just becoming overpowering. We're going to be fucking brain fried before we're long. That's the thing, right? Our brain, we've only evolved because of our brains, like always thinking about someone else to do, how to do this, how to build that, how to do that. And now our brains are becoming dead because we've got the computer doing it for us or somebody else doing it. So our brains are going to become dead where we're literally going to evolve backwards. We're going to start going on all fours because we're constantly in bad posture where we're like this all day on our phone. We're going to start yeah. to be like walking on all fours because our, our backs are going to arch like old people. And we're going to reverse. We're going to be dumb brains because we've not, we're not stimulating it anymore. And we're going to be on all fours because we're constantly like that on our phone. Like I see young people on a train, right? He's literally in a ball like this. He's crouched down on his phone, in his earphones, playing his whatever the fuck he was doing. His back was like that. He's autistic because he's in his head. Probably not autistic by diagnosis, but you get become like that if you're in your head all the time. You can't speak to people. You can't look at people. Someone looks at you in the eye. Oh, can't look at them. That fucking might kill me. The kid, the generation of children, when I see them, it's scary. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, you're not going to speak to anyone. Like, like, just think about employment and everything. Well, if you do speak to people, people think that you're, you're slightly fucking crazy. I went to London probably about six months ago, and um, it's quite cold and that. So I had a big park on, got in the underground, going to see my son. And um, the tube stopped, right? It stopped at a light. So... Train's packed. You can see everyone. There's a few people a bit panicky. So it was quite warm on there at this point. So I took my parker off and I said to somebody standing next to me, I said, don't about you. I said, but I am fucking roasting. And the whole carriage looked at me as if I was insane because I'd spoken to somebody next to me that I didn't know. Right? I mean, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Surely you should be able to walk past anyone and go, all right, how's it going? Morning. 
you know, but we live in such a society that people think you're after something or you're trying to do something or you're trying to be devious because you want to say hello to someone. I mean, fucking hell. And yet, and yet, we have thousands of friends on Facebook. We ain't got a fucking clue they are. Yeah? People had you. Oh, I've got another friend. Oh, I've got another friend. Oh, I've got another friend. Friend requests from people you don't even know and people had them. But walk down the street and say hello to someone. Oh, my God. That's, you know, that's not allowed. But add someone on Facebook, you ain't got a fucking clue they are. Oh, yeah, that's quite acceptable. I moved to London about eight months ago because, you know, the, the London hype of that's where it's all at. I realised that that's not where it's all at. The business is where you see all the fame and shit. That's where it's at. But it's not like people are around on the tube living this life you see online. And I started speaking to someone on the train and they said to me, someone said to me, you're not from around here, are you? And I was like, no, I've just moved to London. And she goes, what? I go, why? She goes, because you're speaking to people like it's what you do in London. People don't do that here. And I was no. like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking about the London hype and everyone's talking to each other. They're like, people just don't speak. And it's true. If you speak to somebody, they'll think you're after money, blowjob or some fucking thing. Rather than, I just want to speak to you as a human being. And it is sad. I remember standing on the train. I looked down the left, looked down the right. Everyone's on their phone. Everyone's got their earphones in. You say hello. They literally think you're after something. And it's shocking. It is shocking. Like, it's, it's so sad. But we'll all have friends on Facebook we don't know. You know what I mean? And... and... And people will say happy birthday to someone on Facebook. They don't know because Facebook will pop up and say, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. And people will say happy birthday to them. They've never fucking met them in their life. They don't know who the fuck is at the end of that. Because, again, it could be anybody. Because we put a picture up and we do stuff. It could be anyone. You could be friends with anybody. It could be your fucking next-door neighbor who hates your fucking guts who wants to see what you're up to. It could be an ex that's got it in for you. But we'll still... Add them and go, yep, my friend, yep, yep, yep. But go down the road and say, morning. And people go, oh, nutter, nutter. Yeah, yeah. I walk past somebody, I smile. They just look straight past me. I'm, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's like when I was younger, I was lost. And you think you have to go to Thailand to find yourself. And you're actually just in your bedroom. You're in your own head. You're always there. People are looking for this connection on Facebook and shit. But that connection is little Doris at the bus stop. Say hello to her. Like, I love the fact that when I smile at old people, they can't believe that someone of my age has made eye contact with them as they've walked past me and smiled and said hello. And the little faces light up. That makes my old day. The fact that I've acknowledged like an older person who most people just ignore, especially like young people my age, um, mm. 27, not really young. But that, that makes me feel so good. And then it becomes like a game. How many people can I smile at and get to smile at me back in the next minute? becomes like a game like you've got to try and get as many most people as possible and i know for example they'll go back and tell their friends and family oh i met this lovely boy with shaved hair down the bus stop he was he smiled at me lovely good looking chap good jawline and that made, you know and, and that's just like amazing stuff and that made it a whole week probably a whole month because not many people are just acknowledging her i just just great little old lady just smiling at you like morning hello doris yeah <laughs> Just don't happen no more, though, does it, really, in general? Because people just don't want to talk to anyone. People just don't want to have any social interaction or any contact with anyone. People just think, you know, just get on with stuff. Until until there's some sort of problem or some sort of, you know, um, social problem. And then, hopefully, it will draw people closer together. Do you think that back in your day, it was... It was did people always speak to each other? Like, was that just what everyone did? Or was it still, like, stigmatised, speaking to strangers? 
Uh, not really. I think people always used to communicate. If you were out and about, people would talk to each other. It weren't really, a, weren't really a major to go and have a chat with people. But going back to my sort of generation, the generation of my my parents had gone through a war. My 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 parents had gone through a world war. So those adults that were walking about back then were they'd all been brought together because of the war because they had to. So it was a different generation. The generation of today is. Um, and then, and then back then, if you look at the my sort of parental generation, if they wanted anything, they had to work for it and save for it, and they had to get a job and things like that. Now, you want a mortgage? Yeah, here you go. You want credit cards? Here you go. What's that? You've just maxed out your credit card, but you want another one? Yeah, well, we can give you that, but we'll charge you high interest rate. Here you go. You want a car? Yeah, cool. Here you go. You want? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And then, and then the night get the the, the noose gets tighter and tighter until eventually you are a slave to the machine you've got to get out there earn as much money as you can don't think don't socialize don't have a life be stressed the fuck because all you've got to do is earn the money to pay back that they've given you that realistically you probably didn't even need in the first place i'm 27 and i've made it quite clear to my parents because i'm moving out when i can buy a two million pound house for all of us to live in you'll live in the other half will be annexed across the land and i'll be living here because i get i get how it all works you leave school you get a girlfriend you start to rent oh fuck me 600 pound a month on rent i could get a mortgage so you go to the bank and then you get a 300 fucking pound mortgage and now you have to work your ass off the rest of your life because you miss one week out of your 28 days holiday that you can't afford to use you lose your house i'm not putting myself under that bullshit stress because of the system fucking no way well, that's it, it, it because that, that's what you're meant to do. And what they don't, what, you know, what we all don't realise is that when, when you're given all of this money, no one walks up and gives you a suitcase full of the money. You're just given a piece of plastic that's got some digits that actually a bank has said we will honour the transactions on that. So they've, they've put up a bond and said we can honour all of this. And then basically um, that makes the more debt that us lot get in, the higher the shares of that person's company goes up. So if they've got... Three, I don't know, three hundred million pounds worth of debt that's borrowed out there. They they earn more money than ever on that because their company's now worth three hundred million. And all they've done is give us a piece of plastic, and they've just got an agreement in place with other establishments that once we use that credit card, that digit is used. And it's all digits at the end of the day. That's all it is, just digits, all digits. Well, the, the money doesn't exist because if all the money's settled versus what's going out, what's coming in, it wouldn't be there. So it's like, OK, well, we're going to get this back by then. So we can borrow this now, which we don't have in the bank right now because we're going to get this back by then. And then all of a sudden, you know, shit happens and then it, and then fucking whole thing collapses. Do you think that universal credit and I don't mean like one global currency, I mean, do you think, for example, England should give a default amount of money to each citizen per month, say 400 pounds or whatever? just as like a, like a foundation, as long as they are working, for example. Everyone gets £500 from the government. I think universal credit is a load of shit, basically, because universal credit, the way the system's set up, is that they will give you a certain amount of money based on how much you earn. So if you're going out and you are working and you earn money, universal credit will top your money up, which is a good idea. But, for example... If you cannot find work or you're applying for work and you cannot get the work or you're a single person and you've got children and you are told you've got to work, you've got to find 35 hours worth of work a week that you have to prove to them, right? If you haven't got the capability to do that or you haven't got a computer 
or you can't afford internet. Well, where's the guideline for that? Because if you've got someone who hasn't really got anything, we sit and talk on a computer and internet and we take that for granted because we're out there and we're doing it. But if you've got someone who hasn't got any internet and can't afford a laptop, then where are they meant to go online and look for 35 hours a week jobs? Where? On their phone? If they can't afford a computer, probability is they'll have a limited amount of storage on their phone. And if they go into the job centers, what are they going to do? Sit there all day. What about childcare? So I think the system is, again, set up so that basically you conform. If you do what we say, we'll give you this. And if you don't, there you go. But it's just a generalization. I think if you're unemployed and you're out there, it, I, I think if you're young, fit and able, then I think the system in place of getting people back to work would say to you know people, right, you know, actually, we've got you a job um, and you're doing this. Um, there's loads of work out there that could be done for free, parks, gardening, there's loads of stuff. And if the government was to pay and say, right, we've now attached 30, 35 gardeners to Aitman's Borough Council and we're going to pay their wages and they're going to be doing it, then there'd be people in work, right, instead of benefits. But if you've got people who are struggling, who have got kids and they can't work and they're on the breadline, then I think those people should get a fixed amount of money, definitely. I think the whole system is shit. That's the thing, as I was saying earlier ago, if you change the system everything that we know collapses because it's all based on that system. So it's almost like you're trying to help all the people that can't make it. Well, that's because of the system. So you give, you give them the tools to make it, we all become equal. There's no you know, capitalism, there's no Lamborghinis because he can't afford the Lamborghini because everyone who was working for him to buy the Lamborghini is now on the same pay, pay amount of pay as him. So it is tricky. Like you look at the education system, they're teaching stuff that was taught 20 years ago and it's just the same old nonsense. Uh, who gives a shit about algebra, algebra and Pythagoras and like even history, for example? Yeah, it's nice to know where you where countries came from, but there's other stuff like crucial life stuff, how to deal with depression and like how to love yourself. That it's just overgotten, and then it, it, it's tricky. I think that you can only just look after those around you and look after yourself because otherwise you'll get beaten down. Yeah, well, I just don't think people give a shit today anymore. The whole, the whole of the country don't give a shit, and people's establishments don't give a shit. Um, you know, who knows, man? With current situations that are going on in the world, we could see a massive change for all of us. The whole government, the whole system, the way we live our life could be completely different. Hopefully, hopefully things will change, but you never know, man. I mean, it, it, but again, you know, if you're looking objectively at the government, they've, yeah, they've got to put some something in place because there's people out there who take the piss. There is people who take the piss. They won't go to work. They won't do anything. And if someone turned around and said, look, we're going to give you £600 a week, people would just go, yeah, fuck that. I'll have a jolly up and uh, I'll... Um, I won't £500 pound for pints of beer. Pints on me, lads. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's it, and it? That's what people do. And I think, I think that's, that's the danger and that's the way the government has to look. And I guess instead of generalising, they just like say, right, you know, this is across the board and um, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. There's no ifs or buts. You're going to have that across the board and people have to adhere to that. And if you're in the bracket where you're slightly under and you're in trouble, I guess they don't really give a shit. They're just going, yeah, all right, mate, whatever. Um, how are you doing for time? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to sign off in a couple of minutes. All right, quickly, got... quickly plug anything you want to plug. Any websites, social medias, whatever? Uh, what do I want to plug? Oh, man, at the moment, 
At the moment, at the moment, yeah, no, plug, plug nothing. Next time I'll plug some stuff, man. Um, I'll tell you what I could plug, yeah, South Coast Film Festival. I'm doing a festival in Hastings, a film festival. It's called the South Coast Film Festival, so it's on uh, Film Freeway. If you go in there, it's based in Hastings, and it's going to be a fantastic film festival. With all that's going on at the moment in the world, I'm sure by the time it comes up in August, we'll be out the other side and, um, yeah, get some films in, people. Okay, I'm going to press stop recording and I'm going to say goodbye, right? All right, mate.